temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I can't tell if this Colorado State coach is crazy or crazy like a fox because (laughs) he has the entire world now pointed lasers at him for what he said about Deion Sanders. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. I mean, stunned? Entire world feels a little rich. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. Our Uh, little world. Yeah, yeah. First of all, it's amazing to me because no one had ever heard of Jay Norvell and the Colorado State football program until now. <laughs> so heck of a way to get attention. Yeah, uh, maybe I, I like your question. Is he smart like a fox? Maybe this is the most brilliant strategy to, to counter the Dion effect that we've ever <laughs> seen to talk trash back to Mr. Sanders. Well, if you're wondering what we're talking about, here is Coach Jay Norvell. He's the head coach of Colorado State. They play. Deion Sanders, Colorado Buffaloes on Saturday night. He was appearing on his own coach's show, and you're going to hear it's like in front of a live audience, so you might hear some people. Um, Yeah, he went after Deion. You know, we had to do a bunch of ESPN videos, and it was great. I loved it. And and, uh, But our kids came out of those videos really with a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of all that stuff. They really are tired of it. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, you know, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter, okay? That's just how I feel about it. It's your show. I'm just tired of I mean, I'm tired of all that stuff. It's just, it's, it's, and I know everybody else is too. Well, I don't know about everybody, <laughs> considering... Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes have gotten more attention. You have both Fox and ESPN are going to be there for the game. I mean, everyone is kind of at least interested in what Deion's doing. But they might be uh, like the coach who might be rooting against Deion's brash style, you know. So I think it's it's like a pro wrestler. Like I think you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of people who are sort of hate watching Colorado as well. I don't think he's alone. I think all the old school coaches are probably having a hard time watching Dion. Don't you think? Uh, you know, he's a, this guy's sixty years old. I didn't knew nothing about him, obviously. Yeah. But I, I think there are a lot of old school coaches who do not appreciate anything Dion is doing. <laughs> well, but Dion himself would say, "I'm old school." Now it doesn't seem like it, but he said in the way he coaches and how he talks to his players and stuff like that is very old school. Yeah, it's old school to have 68 transfers. (laughs) Well, that's very new. I meant, I think he means in his spirit. But obviously, you know, that's Dion's, uh, you know, uh, that's his opinion of himself. The outside opinion is that he is opinionated, that he's brash, that he's doing things different. And listen, Dion Sanders with sunglasses on and a hat is how we've, 
consumed Deion Sanders as a famous person for 30 years. That's just his look and his brand. I don't think anyone believes that Deion Sanders does that to be disrespectful. And here comes Jay Norvell to like wag a finger at Deion Sanders to take off your, your sunglasses and your hat when you're speaking to adults. Listen, this could have been setting up as a trap game for Colorado, maybe because Oregon is looming next week. And that's obviously a huge game, but this has gotten the attention of everybody. And I think it's probably one of the biggest backfires possible because I think they're going to get creamed. Yeah. They're well, already 24-point underdogs. And also on top of it now, I don't know how this like helps you with recruiting or any of that stuff to like personally insult Deion Sanders. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about how Colorado State's been doing out on the trail. They were 3-9 and nine last year. <laughs> I haven't probably seen them play since 1996 when they were in the whack. But uh, I do think, though, you're, you're right. It's getting a lot of attention now. But the thing is, they were going to get killed anyway. Maybe it's reverse psychology. Have you thought about that? Mm. You know, because Dion was going to make up something. Why not just give them something and maybe it'll get in their head? I have no idea. This game, <laughs> this game is irrelevant. I, I think the bigger point here, though, and you, you, know, you said everyone in the world heard this. Dion's eating up all the oxygen in the room. The yeah. fire is burning. This is not going to last. It's just not going to last. I disagree. I and think if this they, is if our, they don't win this is one reality now. They don't. I I am so con unless they beat Oregon and USC. If they lose both those games, you think the fire is going to burn this brightly? I think now Deion Sanders is the face of college football. Boom. Period. And I right. don't mean that as a disrespect to Nick Saban, who I would say is you know was the the face of college football or any of the guys who have had a lot more success in college football than Dion. I just think it's the combination of his stardom and what he's done through two games. Yes, I know only two games, but already how he's captured and captivated our attention. I don't think this is Lynn Sanity. I don't think this is flash oh, in the pan. So this isn't Tebow mania. This isn't like one of those things. Are you going to give me a, okay. The spread for both USC and Oregon is 14 and a half points. If, they don't come close in either of those games. Do you think game day is going to be there in week six? I have no idea. I know. No. Of course you know but, it's not okay, going to be there. But even if they are not super successful right. against those teams, they'll be Deion, popular, but Dion can still be the face of the sport because every time he talks, he's going to get attention. It's like the Jerry Jones effect with the NFL. The Cowboys can have losing seasons and not be, and they're not the Super Bowl champs. They haven't won since the 90s, but Jerry still gets a headline all the time because he's Jerry and because he's charismatic and because he's all these things. Dion has that and was the great player to back it up. They could win, you know, three or four games this year, and I still think Dion's the face of the sport. Well, I, I just think, okay, maybe he's the face of the sport, but this, what all this hype definitely dies down if they're not competitive. They need to, to win games to keep it at this level. Right? Do, 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 or do you not like agree with Like, fever pitch, you're right about that. To keep it at a fever like pitch, yes, you have to keep winning. But I think even when they stop winning, like, say, Oregon and USC beat them or whatever happens like when they go through yeah, the Pac-12. If they kill them, then it's different. If they come close in those games, yeah, it's still hot. But I think it's going to cool down tremendously. I, I still think Dion is the voice now. And he's going to be – he's the coach now that matters. And I think in college football and definitely college basketball, mm. the coaches are the biggest personalities. Like, we do get to know the players, and they stay in our lives for like a year or two. But those guys cycle in and out. The coaches are the ones we associate with programs, and they're the ones who – just get a lot of the attention. It happens in both sports in college, on the men's side and the women's well, side. Well, I, I think football is 
way 500 times more focused on the players because they're there for so much longer and there's the Heisman which gets a lot of attention That's true. but I think part of the reason but the is, Heisman this year could be two Colorado guys could it, be finalists and Shador and Travis Hunter yeah be careful about giving out the Heisman in September it rarely works out That's that way true. but the other thing though is it's been college football preseason there's been nothing there's been two games that anybody's cared about at all so you have to remember this is Dion in a blank slate and even this week like if if this was next week and the Colorado State coach said this before Notre Dame and Ohio State nobody would care i think Dion is taking advantage of of the scene right now trust oh, me light the, schedule you mean or like well like yeah because it's still a college football preseason if Notre Dame beats Ohio State last year, then Dion all of a sudden is going to have some competition. I think part of it is there's been nothing happening in the sport. Texas gave him a little run last week. And Texas got the higher rating and yeah. the highest rating ESPN's ever had beating Alabama. But I do think like Dion's the thing in September. I don't think it's going to be like this. I don't think it's going to burn nearly as brightly in October. He he might be the most popular coach. I, I will give you that. But I don't think he's going to be so popular that he's like the face of the sport. Like he's absolutely the face right now. Yeah. Unless they unless they really keep winning, which is forget it. I mean, if they beat USC or Oregon, forget it. That's going to be yeah. it's going to be huge. But if he does come down to earth the way the odds are, then I think it's not going to feel like this at all in December. Yeah, totally disagree. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Because here's the thing with Dion, is that he's the face of college football, and he's going to continue to be the face because of what he's done so far. Colorado two games, and then where's he going next? a bigger program with more eyeballs. Like we always talk about, oh my God, and look what he's doing at Colorado, a, a program that won one game last year. Yeah. And they had they were nowhere on the national footprint. Say whatever job Dion does take next, it's only going to be more and more and bigger and more power in the sport and all of that stuff. The same thing that Nick Saban has enjoyed. Now, Nick Saban did a lot of winning to get to that power, but still. because And you're saying all this because he beat TCU and... And Nebraska. Yep, I am. And what if Nebraska goes 0-12? I don't know. That's Nebraska's problem. Yeah. But Dion's already used them for what he needs. No, I, I, I'm not being a serious question. Like, I do think Dion's got to keep winning at yeah, this level to keep up this hype train. The other thing, too, he's not going to have Shador when he goes to this new program. So, well, yeah. say he took Alabama in two years from Nick Saban. Where's he going to get a guy like that? Well, I think, first of all, you already recruit well by virtue of being Alabama. And secondly... Remember what Dion said? I don't think that he was messing around. I don't think he was joking and BSing us when he said they've gotten an absurd amount of inquiries and calls and people want to come play there. I mean, you can't land a five-star quarterback who wants to come and play? Yeah, but, yeah, but Alabama has nothing but five-star quarterbacks. I'm just saying this this all seemed to work really well this year, that he got Travis Hunter and Shador. Yeah, right. It's not going to be that easy. Travis Hunter is arguably the most talented player in the sport who just happens to be tied to Dion. And, right. and Shador is even closely, more closely tied to Dion. I don't know. There is some, that worked out well. You have to admit, it's not, he's not going to have a Travis Hunter or Shador Sanders every year to bring to the program. Okay, but I would say on the flip side, he already got two really high level assistant coaches yeah. to come on his staff. One guy is offensive coordinator left being a head coach at Kent state. Okay. But still he was a head coach somewhere and yeah. came to be an offensive coordinator at Colorado, not at Alabama to be under Nick Saban and stuff like that. So I think that he's going to continue not just to recruit high level players, but also the high level coaches. So whatever Dion may lack in X's and O's, 
how he's been able to sell the pro and I don't even know if he does by the way but even the way he the way he sold the program is selling coaches to come on board so he's got he's going to have this wealth and 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 deep well of of talented coaches who want to be a part of it too well I'll tell you one thing this Sean Lewis guy he's yeah he's definitely getting a head coaching job right Oh, I just say he got to keep him as long as he, he better hope that Sean Lewis is his offensive coordinator for a while. Dude, I don't know. That guy's going to be so gone just uh, because this is such a high profile position. It's like whoever becomes Nick Saban's offensive coordinator goes on and gets another head coaching job. Like it's going to have that same effect. Will you agree with me at least that the way Dion is placed in the college football world right now, coverage, yeah. like he can't dominate the headlines like this in, for this long. Do you really think that he's going to be like, the only headline. I mean, I can't even think of what the second headline is in college football. <laughs> well, Texas. Texas, Texas being, being yeah, Texas, but, Texas winning, Miami winning, and that was really on the back burner. He's going to have to share the stage. Miami winning. Nobody cares about that. I'm just you know saying, I'm like, saying. The, he's going to have to share the stage. I mean, Caleb Williams is still in the sport. Um, I know people can even, a lot of the country couldn't even watch Caleb Williams' first yeah, game. Yeah, because they haven't started their season yet. Yeah. I mean, this is like this preseason cupcake crap is, is going to end at some point, and players are going to have to play. I mean, there's so many. J.J. McCarthy in Michigan is going to start to get attention. Harbaugh is going to start to get attention. There's a lot that could happen where it can't be like, it's the sport is Dion right now. It's not going to be like that all year long. It's just unless they go undefeated. This is no way. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, Deion Sanders, face of the sport from now on. Do you agree with me? Do you agree with Perloff? Says, no, 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 no. He's got to do a lot more winning before we can give him that moniker. Again, 855-212-4CBS. You want to watch the show, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on in. We say a hello to the Weedos, the Purple Drinkers. We say a good afternoon to our CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Coast to Coast, who we appreciate so much. If you want to hear the show and have it be just crystal clear, Download the free Odyssey app. It's right there for you. Take it with you wherever you go. We're also on Sirius XM Channel 158. By the way, I got I got a tease. An <laughs> yeah. exciting name has emerged as a possibility for the Jets. Finally, we get some actual names. Yeah, I'd be a little sarcastic with the exciting, but there is a player that we mentioned yesterday who the Jets have expressed serious interest in all a right. quarterback will give you all the detail i do not even know who you're talking yeah, about. yeah, yeah. and Just, i think i think we could pull mike samter back into the jets bandwagon with this name yes yeah, samter who left the jets to go to who else the chief <laughs> what a what a what a risky departure from you i mean you're gonna go to the best team in the nfl how daring i mean listen it's partly because of me that chris jones is back so <laughs> yeah, let's sure. be honest Chiefs kingdom. Yeah. Dude, you're going to ruin the Chiefs <laughs> because they're going to get their butt kicked by the Jaguars this weekend, and then you're going to have to find a new team, dude. <laughs> I'm going to just jump. All yeah, I'm going to pull a pro off. I'm yeah, just going to yeah, jump exactly. from team to team all Next year. He's like, oh my gosh, guys, I'm a Bengals fan now. It's wild. <laughs> Burrowhead. 855-212-4CBS. Deion Sanders. Is he the face of college football now? Now, period. That's what I think. Perloff says, not yet. Let us know what you think. Uh, all right, and coming up, who is this mystery quarterback being linked to the New York Jets? We also have Aaron Rodgers' first public comments since he tore the Achilles. We've got all that for you. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. All right, Maggie, I t- big tease. The Jets reportedly, according to our buddy Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, have expressed interest in a name that was mentioned yesterday. Do you want to take a guess? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Well, you can't be typing. You have to go off the top of your head. Um, I no, I I didn't look. I promise. Um, it's not Wentz, is it? No, this name reported by Jonathan Jones is not Wentz. It's not. I got to be honest. I was teasing at somebody good. It's not the high end replacement we were necessarily looking for. Oh, so so he doesn't say bah. It's not not a goat, is he? It's not Tom Brady. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it might be the exact opposite of Tom Brady. Did he play Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? Um, <laughs> he he was really the did not. Squad of a team that may have played Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did Tom's he play Tom Super Brady Bowls? in a Super Bowl? So it's no. not Nick Foles, if you had to think about it. Uh, no, it is not Nick okay. Foles. It's not Nick Foles. Um, Are they young or old? I don't even know. Youngish, I think. <laughs> Um, Are they currently yeah. on a roster? Yes, they're currently on a roster. Jameis. Wait, the, he's currently on a roster, right? No, it's <laughs> oh, not Jameis. Okay. Jameis. Is he's it Jacoby Brissett? Brissett? I'll give not. you a hint. I got a hint. His, he did not play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, but his father did play in a... No, sorry. His uncle did play in a Super Bowl. His uncle played in a Super Bowl, but not even against Tom Brady? Nope. Not even close to Tom Brady. And by the way, I got a I got a fact check that his he actually, uncle played the Super Bowl. And yes, he did. Arch Manning. Who I have no idea. His uncle played in the Super Bowl. I mentioned him yesterday because he is definitely oh, from Mark the, Rippin. It's Brett Rippin. Brett Rippin. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I didn't even. I said his uncle's name. Longest drum roll ever. <laughs> you drum roll that. I told you, freaking Rippin. Pull the sound yesterday. I told you it was going to be Brett Rippin. Well, because he knows Hackett's <laughs> offense, right? That yeah, was the whole well, he, thing. He was. Remember, we were saying, "Well, who is Russell's backup next year? He's going to bring in that guy." Yeah, last year's backup. So I'd rather have Vernon Adams or Zach Cayeros from the CFL. 
<laughs> scouring the Brent Hamilton Rippen's, Tiger kids. Brett Rippon's not bad. I've watched him play some preseason or something. He's not okay, bad at all. I just have a question. I know yeah. NFL offenses are complicated. It's a lot of verbiage. It's a lot of language. But, like, is Nathaniel Hackett, like, written in Latin or something? Why does he have to bring in somebody <laughs> who only knows the system? Like, because it's already week two. What are you – I don't understand. You can't practice between – when are you going to teach this guy – the plays, and then have him have any chemistry with the receivers. Like, if Tom, if the Jets called Tom Brady, he would be like, no way am I coming in here and trying to figure out. He, Tom Brady probably it. doesn't even know who the names are. It must take some time. No, I get it. I mean, I've heard other quarterbacks, like Peyton and Eli have talked about this, about how hard it is to learn a new system. And when guys have, like, three offensive coordinators their first three years in the league, it is stunts their development and, and all that stuff but usually when a guy Brent comes ripping okay usually when a right guy up. comes in off the street it's a disaster too remember jay cutler in miami didn't and no prayer because he came in three days before the season and completely bombed i mean even Favre, mike you were here but like Favre took a while to get to know the jets that was he came in august 7th yeah missy no, the otas they started he, out like six and one and then he tore his yeah but he didn't UCL even and then he was done he threw a bunch of screen passes did he ever even like have a good game okay with but it was effective and like that's Favre who was always you know big on taking risky throws and but then he got then Favre got together with one of his own coaches the next year and ran his system again and was an MVP candidate. Okay, again. but here's the thing. Just like that Favre year and what was it? Oh nine? Oh seven? Oh nine. Uh oh seven. Anyway, just like that Favre year. Oh eight. <laughs> I was right in the middle. Just like that Favre <laughs> I was just tap dancing around it. Just like that Favre year, this team is good like that team was good. Like Brett Favre had already he came onto a team that was very talented, just like this team is very talented. Well, yeah, but then you saw Favre was totally mediocre that year, even before the injury. I'd like to see his stats. He was okay, but then he he just tore tore up the league the following year when he got back with Daryl Bevel. Like he was amazing. So I I don't know. It just feels like systems quarterbacks are corresponding to systems, and to have a new system, yeah, seems I mean, like a stretch. We're also talking about Brett Favre versus Brett Rippon. Well, yeah. different here. Little but, different in terms of one guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer and the other. Uncle played in the Super Bowl. Well, I remember when Brady went down to Tampa Bay, he busted his butt to make sure that everybody knew what was going on, and he worked really hard to learn the system. And it took him that uh, he actually had a he was so intent on getting practices in that he brought people together illegally during the pandemic. I know it's week three. You're not going to be able to do any of that. There's there's no white knight coming in this year. There's no veteran who's going to help out. Well, maybe I mean not you might get Ryan knight. Tannehill, but I, there's no white knight. <laughs> maybe there's not a white knight, but Rogers definitely channeling. The Black Knight, at least that's what I took from his Instagram post where Rogers said a lot of different things. He said, I'm completely heartbroken and moving through all the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today. Then he wrote, the night is darkest before the dawn and I shall rise yet again. The night is darkest just before the dawn. That was definitely from Batman, right? That was the Harvey Dent character. Mm. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, it's from that and a million other things. But that, yeah, is, I yes, feel like uh, Dark Knight. I feel like I could get a poster of a cat with that expression on it. <laughs> that, that expression's been around <laughs> just before the dawn. See, I, I like the other interpretation that everyone had, like 
pretty clear that Aaron Rodgers thinks of himself quite highly when he says, I shall rise yet again. Oh, the Messiah? Yeah, he thinks he's the son of God. <laughs> well, I mean, that is very <laughs> evident. That's very consistent with Aaron Rodgers' brand. <laughs> I would think that, you know, there's something about New York City. They call the, the Jets have these shirts that say Gotham on them. I think yeah. it's a Batman thing. No, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a New Testament thing. I think he <laughs> okay. thinks he's, uh, yeah. He, he's the one, huh? I shall rise yet I knew he again. Had a high, I knew he had a high opinion of himself. I didn't realize it was that high. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to... Was it Instagram that he put this out? Yeah. I feel like if you're going to say, I shall rise yet again, like you have to be aware of what those words mean. <laughs> Are you sure he's aware? It's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if he's going with the Batman theme, there is a movie called The Dark Knight Rises. Exactly. But like to say the way he did, I shall rise... The shall... Is also part of it. Who says shall? That's like, that's very biblical. Yeah. Shall. Shall, right? shant, shant. Yes. If he said like, I will rise again, maybe that would be a little bit less creepy. Yeah, I don't know. Stu, what do you think? Do you think he meant Batman or do you think he meant Bible? I think he meant Batman. Thank you. Yeah. Same. I don't think he would mess around and try to, I mean, I know, again, he likes himself a lot. I don't think he would compare himself to Jesus. <laughs> that's insane. Mm. And also a little disrespectful. I mean, you got you can't do that. No, he may not even been thinking Bible. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is so disconnected from reality at times that him be like, "I shall rise again" is a normal thing for me to say. He just has no idea the like what he's saying and like how that impacts other people. Uh, I think he was just going with the Batman reference, but you give him too much credit. <laughs> Maybe night is dark is just before my the former dawn. quarterback. You give him too much credit. <laughs> yeah, your former quarterback. I. <laughs> I I do think everyone is on the same page here that he is going to try to come back. Now, I don't think that complicates matters more. I never thought they were looking for a long-term replacement, right, Perloff? Even the pie-in-the-sky yeah. stuff, like uh, Matthew Stafford or we had a call yesterday, Kyler Murray, you know, someone like that. That never seemed like it made a lot of sense to me because those guys have multiple years left on their contracts. You're not going to have Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to have Kyler and Aaron Rodgers. It makes no sense. Why Kirk Cousins may have made sense or one of these other guys is that they're just on one-year deals now. So after the season, you can get out of the deal, mm. and then if Rodgers is ready to come back and he's all good to go, nothing. there's no mess. Oh, I hear you. But so, was, who are the guys you mentioned in that situation again? Like Stafford or Kyler Murray. They still have multiple oh. years left on their deal. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, too, Kyler Murray would be a disaster without well, line. Yeah. Uh, Stafford. If I'm Stafford, man, I saw what happened week one, and I'm not leaving LA. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Why is Kirk Cousins a savior here? How is that possible? The guy's never won anything well, except one one playoff game. No. I love Kirk too, but he's not exactly you know. Aaron Rodgers. No, he's definitely not, but he's got one year left on his deal. And right. I think there's a reason why Kyle Shanahan, like Kirk Cousins, I think that some I think some offense coordinators would think he can just execute your offense. Hmm. I don't think he does a lot of freelancing. I don't think he's taking a lot of risks. Right, I mean, right. he still throws picks and stuff, but I don't think he's like out there doing a lot that's going to put you in a bad spot. He kind of just executes the orders. Yeah, but, I mean, he's obviously styled towards a certain kind of offense. I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett. So, West Coast office, he could do that. Well, I mean, he's, he's clearly the Kubiak-Shanahan tree because he had Kyle Shanahan, then he had McVay, who's also from the Shanahan tree, and then he had Kevin O'Connell, who's also from the Shanahan tree. So, again, we're getting X's and O's, but I think it's a little different. I think he's great at what he does here. But I, I don't know to learn a new offense with Kirk Cousins. That sounds really dicey. Also, too, uh, what's the goal here? Him. Are you going <laughs> to win a bunch of afternoon games? Yeah, I know. If you're, well, I know the Jets have like tons of primetime games. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, how quickly how, the yeah. networks are trying to flex out of those. 
Uh, other than Zach Wilson. But you have to admit, like, I mean, Mike, you can't put yourself in the shoes of a Jets fan because, of course, you've left the team forever. But New York's not going to be excited to get Kirk Cousins, are they? That would be like a... Uh. Compared to what they have now, Kirk Cousins would look like Joe Montana walking into the building compared to Zach Wilson. Yeah, but I mean, Kirk Cousins is a particularly uninspiring <laughs> Wait, guy. Kirk O'Chains? What are you talking about? Everyone yeah, loves yeah. this guy. I feel like Kirk Cousins walking into the building is just like, uh, I don't know. That's kind of like Derek Carr. <laughs> the, the Jets fans would wish they had Derek Carr right now. Uh, yeah, but if they had gotten Derek Carr here and gone 8-9... and nine, that would have been pretty bad. I just think that there's a lack of inspiration there. I'd almost rather go for Zach Wilson and see what happens next year. Than with Kirko? Well, I don't... Kirko, who just likes a nice Tuesday afternoon out, outing to Barnes & Noble, Has as we ever, learned on the quarterback By the way, show? so you're assuming like the, the Vikings start to lose... And they'll look at around the trade deadline to trade Kirk Cousins. Well, they need another quarterback. Like they, they're not going to just extend Cousins again. Well, my my point is, I don't think there's ever. I was trying to think about it. There's ever been like a midseason trade of a competent quarterback. Well, like baseball. Garoppolo was competent. It's just the team was the 49ers well, start, were guy, out of it. A guy who's scoring a lot of touchdowns, like uh, Garoppolo, was on the bench. Has there ever been like a guy who's traded midseason, like baseball? You don't really have that kind of trade deadline. Yeah, like, no. Usually, you know, Juan Soto and Trey Turner and these guys. That's not the same type of thing. Yeah, you can, especially well, you might get a Jalen Ramsey or somebody like that, but you're never going to get a quarterback. So I don't see like they can't. The Vikings want to win this year, so they're going to keep Kirk. It can't be Week Nine and be like, all right, you can have him. Well. No, and we can see this is why it doesn't make sense for yeah. me. I think if you're going to do make a big swing for a quarterback, you got to do it early. And I know there's not, a, not as many teams who have figured out if they're tanking or not, but like Minnesota, if the season goes off the rails, they play tonight, by the way, against the Eagles. If the season goes off the rails, keeping Kirk doesn't do anything. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. You might as well get something for him. Yeah, and yeah, that's really never happened in the history of the NFL. Where no, a guy, you're right. Team, but the yeah. thing is also you rarely have quarterbacks playing on the last year of their deal. That doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, I don't. It maybe. I mean, Tannehill obviously has been thrown. Sorry, out Sorry, who lot. can't be franchised? Yeah, Ryan Tannehill's been thrown out a lot more because the Titans might really be. Ta- I mean, you thought they were a potential tank team. I've always thought they were a sneaky tank team. But and that then being said, though, they like traded for DeAndre, or then they signed DeAndre Hopkins, and I didn't understand it. Well, and their defense is loaded. I mean, like they might be, have one of the top eight defenses in the league because of all those stars there. So that doesn't feel like a an easy tank team. But and also Malik Willis and Will Levis behind him are not great. So yeah, they need a quarterback. The Titans do. Yeah, yeah, in the future. But I, I don't know that they want to give up on this year. I think teams are unless you're the Cardinals. I think you're a little more hesitant on tanking. It's been one game. I get it. You gotta you gotta be thinking ahead about this stuff. You know. Now, I tanking? love the way you're thinking. You're like the Sixers in the process here. <laughs> Listen, you're full on tank. No, I'm just trying to be smart about this thing. Like you you can't just say, oh, we're gonna wait around, wait around. You'll take yourself right out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. You might. And have, he's not coming back to USC, guys. I'm sorry. You might have six Pro Bowlers on the Titans. I mean, you, you have a lot of talent there. Derrick Henry didn't do much, but he's still. Looking, and what are they in Super Bowl odds right now? Probably pretty low, but I mean. You have nothing if you don't have a quarterback. Well, what? Okay, so they have Jeffrey Simmons, star. Harold Landry, star. Arden Key, star. Sean Murphy Bunning, Kevin Bayard, best safety. Like this is not this is not the Cardinals we're talking about. No, it's not. But they're going to be stuck in neutral if they don't figure out the quarterback situation. Yeah. Tannehill's not it. Levis doesn't appear to be it, and Malik Willis doesn't appear to be it. And back to the uh, first question: What are the Jets? Why would they want Ryan Tannehill then? If I don't, I never understood. Tannehill. <laughs> okay. I never understood. I thought he was awful against we're, the Saints. We're, we're just weighing different imperfect options against each other. There's nothing's going to happen here. The Jets are not getting back to the Super Bowl. 
Well, maybe Brett Rippon is the key. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, we head back to Colorado. What is the atmosphere like in Boulder now that Dion has taken over and taken over the college football world? We'll get a live report from Colorado next. Welcome back to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Perloff just told me, well, how did you put it? The two biggest stories in sports, Dion's one. And what's two? Uh, the It's two for now, but it'll probably be one by Sunday. What's that? Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey rumors. Uh, if Travis Kelsey, who's supposed to play, I think he practiced yesterday, if he plays and scores a touchdown and Taylor Swift does something on social media about it, then all bets are off. <laughs> I mean, on. the internet could break. No, even that's not going to push Dion off the front pages. And to get a little more into what's going on in Colorado right now, specifically with the Buffaloes, we say hello to Ryan Koningsberg. He's the host of DNVR Buffs and DNVR Broncos, two great podcasts. Ryan, thanks so much for the time today. I mean, can you just describe the atmosphere? I, I've tried to convince Perloff that Dion is now the face of college football, not just now, but now and moving forward. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Um, it, it, you know, I've followed Colorado football for my entire life. Uh, you know, been going to games since I was nine years old. Um, they've had some good seasons. They've had some exciting times, but nothing, and I truly mean nothing, has come even anywhere close to the level of excitement and hype that are around this team. That wait, right wait, wait. You look pretty young. What is this exciting Colorado hype times? Unless you were there for Cordell, when, it, when has Colorado been exciting? Inform me here. What are you talking about? 2001, uh, they won the Big 12. They had a big ranked matchup, if you remember, with Nebraska. Last game of the, of the regular season. Beat them 62-36. Should have gone to the national title game that year, but somehow Nebraska, without playing in the Big 12 championship, still got invited. <laughs> but you're you're over it by now. Yeah, it seems like you've gotten past it. Ryan Koningsberg is joining us to talk about the Colorado Buffaloes. Okay, so... Uh, by now, I'm sure you've heard, Colorado State co- coach Jay Norvell basically took a shot, a little bit of a swipe at Deion Sanders. Stu, let's play the short version, please, of what Jay Norvell had to say about Dion. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked <laughs> Ryan, you're already shaking your head. How badly could this backfire on the Colorado State coach? It's crazy. Uh, I, I don't know how uh, you make this mistake at this stage. You know, they had kind of showed a lot of um, mutual respect through each other uh, throughout the week. I think Coach Prime even said that at one point at Jackson State, he reached out to Coach Norvell to talk about the air raid a little bit. Um, everything was going smoothly for Colorado State. And then, uh, you know, you had to uh, had to open your mouth and say something. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but in the last few minutes, the video has already dropped of Coach Prime talking to the team, using it as motivation. Oh, wait a minute, uh, Ryan. We've got the audio yeah. for you right now. Let's hear it. I'm out of my own business watching some film. I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts up, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmatched around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. And it made it was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they unmatched around and made it personal. I mean, he just gift wrapped this right to Dion Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, Dion has like an army of people that are out there just scouring the internet for anything. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 Sounds like, like Dolan. I, 
Yeah, with with all due respect to uh, to Colorado State and, and Coach Norvell, I don't know how many people normally watch that show, uh, but they had a few more eyes last night and, <laughs> and maybe some eyes they weren't expecting to get. And now, you know, everyone in the country has heard what Coach Norvell had to say. Hey, what's the deal with Colorado State? Uh, I, I was actually surprised not knowing much about their program. I have not watched them. I felt like they used to be good at some point, but then they're 21-point dogs to Colorado. Are they just way down right now, or are they – is this not usually competitive at this level? They got killed by Michigan last year. Uh, any chance that they break? You know that they have a a big game in them somewhere. Well, I'm not counting, but um, the record between Colorado and Colorado State all time is 67, 22, and two. Um, so it's, gener- <laughs> it's generally been uh, pretty one sided. And and funny enough, you mentioned the 21 point line. Since this video came out, I think so many people were like, oh, they've got the receipts. They're going to go play this. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's up to 24 now. Right. Um, so, you know, Colorado State, you're right. They had some times there in the early 2000s where they're pretty good under uh, coach Sonny Lubick, but they've been down for a while. Colorado's also been down for a while. And yet Colorado's won the last five matchups, even when they were down. Ryan Konigsberg's joining us. He's the host of the DNVR Buffs podcast, also the DNVR Broncos podcast. And I got a Broncos question for you in a minute. But, you know, Ryan, it's a great story. Colorado's back on the map. You guys have to be thrilled. I'm sure the podcast is doing gangbusters, so that's awesome. But is there underneath it all like a sneaking suspicion that Dion is going to very soon leave for an even bigger opportunity. Does everyone kind of feel that way, or are you just living in the moment and loving what's going on? You're definitely just trying to live in the moment. Uh, you know, Colorado was down as bad as you can be, uh, and it's a it's a proud fan base. You know, this is a school, one of 25 schools with a national championship and a Heisman Trophy winner. So, like, this is a, this is a school with football history, but they were down so bad that a lot of fans had lost hope. So the fact that like. The program is back in the national spotlight. They've got their swagger back. You try to live in the moment. But at the same time, I think when Coach Prime got here, there was this idea of, okay, well, maybe it's one, two years. Since he's been here, and, you know, every coach knows how to say the right things, but he he brings up the fact that, like, he's a need-to-be-needed guy. Uh, And I think because of that, he loves this feeling that Colorado fans, like, he is quite literally the savior of Colorado football right now. I think he's relishing that. And Mm. to me, if he can get the level of recruits to where he feels like he could compete for a national championship here, then I don't think he's going anywhere. All right. We had a a debate in the break. Who do you think is more likely to stick around to the end of the Heisman race? Shador Sanders, the quarterback, or Travis Hunter, cornerback, wide receiver? I said Sanders. Maggie said said Travis Hunter because he's more unique. What's that you like? you're making me like choose, you know, my favorite child here. Um, <laughs> I I think if I had to pick one, I would go with Shador. Uh, and the reason is you can't, you can't scheme the ball out of his hands. Um, you saw Nebraska last week. They didn't throw at his side of the field one time. Uh, they bracketed him the entire game to try and take away the deep ball. Um, so you can do those things to Travis Hunter. And obviously that gives him an impact anyway. But when it comes to Heisman stats, Heisman numbers, you can't take the ball out of Shador's hand, uh, and so he's going to be able to keep making plays. Ryan, uh, you also host the DNVR Broncos podcast. I, I've kind of said I think this is really only go one of two ways. Either Russ and Sean Payton really come together and create this great chemistry and have this great partnership, or they butt heads. It's not a great fit. Coach Payton, I thought, kind of made it about himself starting the game with the onside's kick. You know, it ends up being a loss to the Raiders. Which way do you think this is trending? 
Hey, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It's actually funny. I, I came up to you guys at uh, Super Bowl media night and asked you the question. I said, describe Sean Payton and Russell Wilson in one word. Uh, and I wish I could remember. <laughs> what, what did we oh, say? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. what You had a good one, though. You had a good answer. I have to go find the, find the clip. And, uh, I remember this now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I wonder what we said. But to me, it, it, the, I think it just comes down to, like, how much does Russ really have left in the tank? I thought Sean Payton did a good job of making it work for him the other day, you know, like much better completion percentage than he had last year. Obviously you want to see that ball get down the field a little more, but for the first time since he's been wearing, wearing orange and blue, I thought he looked comfortable. Uh, and I think that was a huge step in the right direction. The fact that they only got six offensive possessions in the game is the real story there. You know, like they averaged 2.7 points per possession in those six possessions. That is elite offense, even though, you know, when you only get the ball six times, that's not enough points to win. So I, I think, the trend is in the right direction. Uh, it's just, it's really hard for Broncos fans right now because so many games last year, they scored 16 points and lost. And so when you think everything's changed and you make a trade for a coach and then you score 16 points and lose, it's like, you know, the whole world's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you asked us like one word to describe Russ and Sean Payton together. I'll ask you one word to describe what it's going to feel like in Colorado or in Boulder if the Buffaloes upset Oregon next week. Um. Wow. One word. Give me fire as in couches on the hill <laughs> and Boulder on fire. <laughs> Literally things burning, going up in flames. Uh, Ryan Koningsberg, he's the host of DNVR Buffs and DNVR, the Broncos podcast. Uh, just so you know, you guys are... You're a hit. You're making it out, not just for the Colorado fans, but nationally people are paying attention to this. So congratulations. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Appreciate it. Ryan with the scoop. Skinny wow. on what's going on in Colorado. Fire if they beat Oregon. Maybe, you know, isn't it funny <laughs> the way people celebrate big wins by destroying things? Like, it's <laughs> it's never made total sense. Like, lighting cars on fire but your team won a title like uh... it always shocks me how quickly a couch goes up in flames you, they don't yeah. look that flammable but they really do go fast Wait, have you uh so were you in college they were burning couches well not at gw <laughs> we <laughs> didn't we didn't win diddly squad yeah, I, I was on maryland's campus the night they won the ncaa tournament on the men's side oh okay yeah uh, my yeah, best friend I mean, went to Maryland, so I went there to watch the game, and I had never seen that many police on God. horseback before and also couches just going up in flames. Yeah, uh, a friend who went to West Virginia, I think they, uh, Tuesday afternoon is a good enough excuse to light a, <laughs> light a couch on fire it's there. Accidental. Uh, did you see my program? I don't know if you guys saw my sports program. Well, you're the bandwagon on everybody. Who? Dartmouth men's basketball. Oh, what about them? They filed with the NLRB to unionize, and they're, they're well down the road to becoming the first college team to ever unionize. Oh, wow. Look at you guys. Yeah, we're in the news all over the place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you making news for the National Labor yeah, yeah, yeah. Relations Board. Didn't, uh, see, didn't have that on our bingo card for And the I'm actually today. part of the Dartmouth basketball alumni because of my year and a half of JV basketball. I know. You're a legend there. So, yeah, we're, we're a big deal. I mean, what's uh, GW done in the sports world lately? Uh, I, think they had to ch I think they had to change their mascot because it was culturally insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I think is, is kind of the last time I checked up on the former GW Colonials. What Can't they say that to? anymore. Uh, what did they change it to? I don't know. Not Colonials. That's a no-no. Colonials kind of always sucked as a nickname anyway. Forget all yeah. the problematic <laughs> reasons, but also like it's not that fierce. I, I don't think it's much better. I think they're now the revolutionaries. Again. <laughs> 
I mean, why does oh, anyone like call that. me? Revolutionary is way better than colonial. How about this? Can you just be the GW like wolf or Wolverine, wolf pack, wolf, wolf, wolves? How about the wolves? <laughs> what? You just, the what? It's <laughs> just all wolf everything. Sorry. Something you really ferocious. Like, you really like Wait. wild dogs. Yes. Uh, the GW wild dogs would be better. <laughs> you guys don't like revolutionaries? That's amazing. It's That's like the long. best nickname. Are they like revolutionary because they're like revolutionary war or they revolutionary, yeah, revolutionary yeah. creating Definitely. new things. It's like, called GW Univers George Washington University. Of course, it's the Revolutionary yeah, War Center. Revolutionary Pull your head out of your butt. And he's revolutionary ideal ideologically as well. Um, here's the yeah. thing: How do you come up with a good chant for? Revolutionary. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. You can't like. What is a, a crowd of the five thousand? Give me. 000... An R. Give me <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna, gonna take ten minutes. <laughs> Actually, can half the kids at GW even spell revolutionaries? I mean, <laughs> let's get down to well, the real question. I think the New England Revolution are super popular. The soccer team. So I like that. It's better than the Wolves. What does a wolf <laughs> have to do with Washington D.C.? Let's go Wolves. Come oh, on, there's GW so many wolves, wolves wanderings around the Beltway. No, How about the cherry the, trees? That'd be the GW rats as big as cats. <laughs> Lovely. Coming up, what did Mike McCarthy have to say about facing the Jets without Aaron Rodgers? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.